0: It's a good time to talk strategy when we're talking about secret ingredients. This man might be the best person to ask when it comes from a Brisbane Lions point of view. He's their strategy coach. He's the right-hand man of Chris Fagan. And he's done a fantastic job uh, in turning the Brisbane Lions into one of the best attacking teams in the comp and defensively as well this year. Danny Daly has been good enough to jump on. Uh, Hello, Danny. Good
1: evening, Sam. How are
0: you? I'm all the better for speaking to you, mate. It's been a little while. Um, Thanks so much for, for jumping on. Um, I'd be keen to know and, and really curious to know, from a strategy point of view, last year when the Lions sadly bowed out in straight sets, in your mind, when you looked back at those finals and, and how it unfolded in the season you had, when you attacked this year, was there one thing? Was there a secret ingredient, something that you looked at and said, that's what we've got to get better at and that's what I'm going to put all my energy into going into season 2020?
1: Yeah, um, I think... Um... One thing you do when you start off at a, a footy club or a journey like we did with Fags is, is um, you've obviously got your offence and your defence and your contested ball components of the game. So you generally, as a coach, pick one that you really want to work on and um, we felt we needed to get better in our contested ball area first off and um, obviously our defence thereafter and, and basically just let our players play when they have the footy. That's uh, that's basically the philosophy we're in with. And um, the finals last year, although... Uh, We weren't disgraced. We probably just thought that uh, at times our ball movement probably wasn't up to standard in what we uh, expected uh, for a final series. So uh, we thought our contested ball and our defence stood up for most of the final series, but uh, we probably went to work a little bit on how we could improve our ball movement. Um, So that was probably the the thing over the pre-season that myself and Fagg's looked at um, over a lot of our games, not just the finals and some areas where we could uh, probably just grow um, and that's basically what we came up with. A bit of our offence needed to to basically stand up a bit more.
0: Hey, uh, Danny, when it comes to this year, and COVID's affected every team differently, and, and there are those who get quite angry about the fact that the Lions haven't really had to go far this year, but when you look, when people who know a bit more about the Lions know that, you know, every preseason you basically live out the back of a van, you still don't have a home yet, an official home that's being built, at the moment so in terms of how you prepare each week there's a lot of um you guys have always had to be nimble you've always had to be able to pivot you've always had to um, be flexible in where you're going to be and how you're going to set up your week um how does it feel being a team that's maybe had uh, the most structure and uh and home time of a year when normally it's the the complete opposite for you guys
1: it's been a lot different um I can tell you that not having to get on a plane every couple of weeks and uh, fly, you know, east to Melbourne or to Perth or whatnot. But uh, as you said earlier, we um, we still got our um, our things we need to work through. Different uh, grounds we have to train on. Like um, normally we train on the Gabba every week, but because there's so many games there this year, we've had to uh, change it up and we've had to go and train in Coorparoo and Yoronga And it's it's no different to the trains that have have come up and lived in the hub. And and we understand that um, they're doing it really tough and we're probably in an advantage where we're sleeping in our own beds. But, um, you know, we still have to live by the the guidelines that are set out by the AFL and the government insofar as, you know, not being able to go out or see friends and um, basically go to work and come home. So we're still living by the same rules as uh, the other clubs that are in Queensland, albeit that, you know, we get to sleep in our own beds. But um, it's been a different year for us in that respect um, and just different challenges we've had to come up with along with the other clubs.
0: For you guys this weekend, and there's been a lot spoken about uh, Patty Dangerfield and uh, Luke Hodge have spoken to Jared Whateley today about uh, the role that Darcy Gardner can play there. Darcy Gardner has spoken to Gary and Tim on this station today and spoken about the, the, the match-up with Paddy Dangerfield. How much time from a strategy point of view goes in that? I mean, we all home in on it across the week and go, this is the thing, this is the thing. How big a thing is it for you guys or is it just one small part of a, a much bigger plant?
1: Yeah, it's a small part of... Uh the big jigs, uh, jigsaw puzzle that we have to go through from um, week to week with each team, but it's obviously a big part of of uh, what Geelong do and what they've been able to do, especially last week against Collingwood. So, you know, we'll spend some time on it as a, as a match committee and, and work through um, basically what the four-line set-up might be for Geelong and, and who are the best matchups, uh, not only to suit um, their strength, but also to suit our strength, that if we win the ball back, uh, how it looks from an offensive point of view. So, um, yeah, we you know, we probably spent a good two or three hours in match committee uh, this week so far and, and not only worked through the, the Dangerfield scenario, but obviously Tom Hawkins, who's the best match up for him, uh, you know, who takes Dangerfield when he's in the midfield. Uh, so a lot of different scenarios and uh, play positions that we work through and, um, you know, things can go a bit AWOL during the game and we have to talk through some what-ifs uh, that might happen if it's not working for us. So, yeah, we do spend a lot of time on on going through different matchups and different styles that we need to come up with against certain opposition, which is the the caps this week.
0: How big a hurdle was it to overcome beating the Tigers uh, a couple of weeks ago now, but just from a a belief point of view, from a, 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 you know, a a mental space point of view, how important was it to get that win for this group uh, to be able to go forward and do what you're hoping they can do this year?
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was massive for our playing group. Um, you know, we're still obviously a very young group and um, again, throughout our, our course of the journey, we've had to come up against sides that have uh, we haven't had much success against and um, one thing about this playing group um, is they learn every time we play a, an opposition um, and they learn what we need to do to, to get better and get closer to that position and I think um, you know, it's no secret, you know, the qualifying final last week last year against Richmond and then round 10 this year they they got hold of us in a number of areas but we thought that we were making some inroads so uh, to be able to get the job done, you know, two Friday nights ago um, against the, a fantastic football club and opposition, it's it's given our young group so much belief and uh, and also uh, knowledge that we can get the job done, no matter what and no matter who we play against.
0: When you when you don't have as much time uh, during the week uh, to be able to be in the big groups for as long as you can be, um, how do you divvy up the preparation in terms of how much time do you put into your defence as opposed to your offence?
1: Uh, it's a great question. Um, yeah, we we still tend to try and and concentrate a lot more on our defence. Uh, as I said a bit earlier, um, even though we've tried to improve our offence this year, we still try to let our players make up their own decisions in terms of offence. So when they've got the ball, to be able to know what to do. So a bit about we do on the training track. So any meetings we have during the week, um, and most of them are in groups of uh, you know three or four groups at the minute, we, we tend to focus a little bit more on our defence and making sure that our players continually understand how important it is to defend well so that we can win the football back and then play the game how we want to play it. So um, we do a lot of um, Zoom meetings as well with our playing group uh, this year, which has been different for them, but they've enjoyed that. So whilst we can't have them at the club, we can obviously um, get them through Zoom meetings at home. So that's enabled us to have another point of difference, which we've used uh, quite well this year as a you know strategic Uh, going into opposition games.
0: Danny, um, from a strategy point of view, you know, Chris Scott has spoken this week about whether the Cats are at a disadvantage because of the way that they've had to hub compared to the way that you guys have had to hub. Tom Hawkins has said that because of the circumstances this year that experience doesn't really mean as much as it might normally. How much do you tap into that from a point of view that let's use this to our advantage as opposed to relying on it? Because it's a really fine line, isn't it? It it is laid out nicely for you guys. You've got a home prelim, uh, which you've earned anyway, and then if you get a grand final, it would be a home grand final. But you'll have home ground support, the crowd will be on your side, and they have had a more disrupted season in terms of the way it's unfolded for them. So, how much do you go? Let's use it as an advantage, but you have to pull up before you rely on it and expecting it to make too much of a difference.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We uh, we do use it as an advantage, and and why not? Like um, no different than if we're travelling down to Melbourne to play in a, in a big final against the Melbourne Club, that they use it as an advantage as well. But um, yeah, the Gabba has been kind to us this year, and it's been kind to Geelong. They've played four games and won four games, but um and you know Geelong long have probably been in a hub for 14 or 15 weeks so i've got no doubt it's taken a toll on them at some point during it so yeah we'll talk to our playing group a little bit about that just to, as a little one percenter uh, but keep in mind and that's not going to be the difference um because now that we're in the final series i'm sure that they've uh they've got the enthusiasm back and um knowing that the, they are one step away from a grand final so we'll use it to an extent but it's not the be all and end all in terms of the result on the weekend
0: Danny, I really appreciate your time, and I'm sure that everybody's been practising their goal-kicking, so I'm sure it'll continue <laughs> on the way it has, mate. Um, thanks so much for your time, and, and good luck. It's a massive occasion for the club, for the city, for the state, uh, and I'm sure that they'll represent all of that uh, with aplomb.
1: Yeah, thanks very much, Sam. And um, if I can just do a shout-out to our, our Melbourne supporters and members um, and to everyone in Victoria. You know, we really feel for everyone over there, so hopefully we've been able to provide some joy for not all, not only footy fans but for the Lions members and supporters down there. So uh, thank you very much and we appreciate it.
0: Oh, beautifully said. Danny Daly, the strategy coach, Chris Fagan's right-hand man, have a big prelim Saturday night and you'll hear it right here on AFL Nation, the Lions and the Cats. It's going to be an absolute cracker. This is Time On an SEN.